in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, Top 10 fans, welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 show, you know, this is something we do for our patrons. Matt, $5 and above, they get to send in questions, topics, comments for us to talk about. You know, and sometimes a show will be four to six questions. Sometimes a show is two questions, depending on what conversation it sparks. And we never look at these ahead of time. Uh, and they're so much fun to get into and communicate with our patrons, and especially mm-hmm. on the heels of finish up a great golden ticket tournament, Matt. Yeah, we get to meet so many of them, and, and it's an, you know nice to put faces to names. And mm-hmm. this is also another way where we, if you get sometimes we get like a, you know machine gun Lemke, and he'll say like two <laughs> or three, but you get an idea of what Chris is like, where he's at when he's thinking about this and whatnot. And uh, uh, it you know it's it's nice to kind of technically meet the people. Yeah. Uh, and we, like you said, we don't know what it is beforehand before we get it. And it's a surprise each and every time. And yeah. I'm ready to jump in. What about yeah. you? Let's do it. Let's do it. What's our first one? Uh, all right. Our first one comes from Charles Kim and says, hey, Matt and John, I hope all is well. Having just watched HBO's Tiger Woods documentary and ESPN's The Last Dance in the Spring, I have a few questions for you. Who transcended their respective sport more, Jordan or Tiger? And wow. who stuffed, uh, pardon me, who suffered more greatly because of their fame? Thanks and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Chaz Kim. Wow. Uh, great question, Matt. And I, I feel there's a third question inherent in what he said here, which is, which is the better documentary? Um, so, <laughs> sure. okay. so I would say, I would say for revelations, the Tiger Woods documentary is better for overall enjoyment and reliving an incredible team, an incredible time in the NBA as well. The last dance is is better. Um, okay. Who transcended their respective sport more? I would have to say Tiger. Uh, Jesus, it's close, though. I mean, it, I might change my mind by the end of our back and forth here. But Tiger is what I feel like because he represented a sea change in terms of there was a okay. star who was black, young, stepped into it. He had been playing since he was, an, uh, you know, a toddler. And he is, and he stepped up to the plate and won so many Masters and won so many tournaments and took the world by storm. Revolutionized the game of golf by introducing uh, lifting weights and fitness regiments and eating all this kind of stuff that hadn't really been around with golf for a lot. I mean, Jack Nicholas was always doughy. Uh, you know, you have the Craig Stadler, Lee Trevino. These are not svelte men, men of great physical specimens necessarily. Okay. It was Tiger who came in. And kind of changed all that. And also, as a black golfer, came in and changed the idea that people of color could slide into golf here and become uber successes. And exactly. the marketing, the money, I mean, it was just kind of limited where I think Tiger went global and mainstream in a way that neither Jack Nicholas or Tom Watson ever came close to doing, in my opinion. What about the last one? Who suffered? Uh, oh, Tiger. I don't think Jordan has suffered 
in the least bit about his fame. I think he loves being famous. I think Tiger suffered the most. I don't think he was ready for it at all. I, it's like I, I, I am the opposite on both answers. I think Jordan mm. transcended. Put it this way. If Jordan and Tiger walked into a room, everybody is surrounding Jordan five deep. Really? You think over Tiger? I still think people would be like, oh, God, that's Tiger Woods. But they'd be like, that's fucking Michael Jordan. <laughs> and that's okay. in a sport that already had acclaim and, and Magic and Bird were famous. That's what I'm saying. By their own estimation, Jordan was a completely other level. It's like not even close. It's the quotes of... Uh, George Clooney, when they were doing Ocean's Eleven, seeing the paparazzi swarm Brad Pitt and mm. be like, that's famous. We're all famous, but that dude is another level yeah. that we don't exist at. And I think they're both incredibly famous, but I think if just transcended the sport. He's already famous. I mean, the sport is already well known and to become, without a doubt, the most famous athlete in the world for two decades and yeah. still probably in the discussion to some degree, but he's been supplanted by LeBron and by Ronaldo and Messi and mm -hmm. just with a younger generation and the next generation will replace those guys. So LeBron. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah inevitably. Yeah. And then suffer. Well, suffered. I, I think it's because of that. You see the isolation of Jordan because he became so famous that right. he just was prevented from doing anything remotely normal. Um, his life is dissected to a degree that tigers, wasn't as much no mm -hmm. no athlete really is as much um except yeah, for now but, in the social media age yeah but i would i i can't agree with that because i mean he he could have walked away dude he could have shut himself out he could have told him but he still runs the jump man stuff he's he owns an nba team so mm -hmm. he wants the fame he craves the fame whether it, it means that he's stuck in a house all day because he can't go to other places so be it but he courts it and I think there's no suffering in that if you're constantly trying to get more of it when okay, you could walk away. Whereas Tiger, did, I think. How did he suffer from his fame? Tiger? He Holy suffered from shit. the situation that he got himself into. That's and what the fame. But when you watch that document, did you watch the documentary yet? No. You, it's, it's a great doc because you see how he is unable to form these kind of like regular relationships in life because of what he was exposed to at such a young age with his fame by his dad and his mom. It said, I mean, there's a couple of girlfriends that are in the, they, they were driven away by his parents okay. because they were affecting his uh, uh, approach to becoming famous. And when he became famous, all of this stuff got exposed. Like he didn't have the proper training to understand how to be famous and to navigate the fame, the pill popping, the issues with his wife sleeping with those women all over the place and getting caught. Jordan slept with one of those. He never fucking got caught, never had an issue with it. Why did it no. never came after him with a fucking golf club? And yeah. I mean, those are those things that you have to factor into the situation. And that every, and he was a sensitive kid. So everything was being monitored and every loss, every time he didn't show up, every time he didn't make the cut, when he was getting the injuries, trying to come back. He became an object of ridicule in a way that Jordan has never been uh, since he started winning titles. Well, I think since that's before that, it was, and you, you know, I haven't seen the doc, so I don't know mm. that degree of the backstory. So you very yeah. well could be right on the who suffered the the most. Mm. I just think once they got the fame, the different the difference in levels between the two fame to me is still staggering. But mm. without knowing the. You do have to take into account the fact that he was famous from a young age. I mean, he yeah. went 
to college for what a year, maybe two years, if memory right. serves, yeah. and then turned pro, and he was hot shit from almost day one. Yeah, from the jump. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He'd won like four or five junior championships, which are essentially the Masters of the junior level. Yeah. So he was certainly, you know, so it's like LeBron, right? Well, LeBron, they were following him from high school on. You know, with Jordan, it was not the same. Yeah, from 16 on. Exactly. With Jordan, it wasn't quite the same because Jordan wasn't even the best player on that North Carolina Tar Heels team at the time. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. 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 Worthy and, uh, you know, Sam, I don't know if Sam Perkins was ahead of him, but Worthy definitely Worthy, certainly. Yeah. uh, But he was also older and Jordan Mm. really hadn't become Jordan yet. I don't think he did until after he left college. Yeah. Agree. After they put the whole Bulls franchise on his shoulders. That's when he became the alpha, or really yeah. awoken the alpha dog within him. Well, talking like hearing Bobby Knight talk about the Olympic team when he was, you know, one of the the college kids coming in, and they beat the yeah. they beat the pros in a scrimmage game uh, type of thing. But Bobby Knight declared at that point he's the best basketball player I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, now, who who knows his motivations? Was it he wants to hype up college kids because that's who he mm. deals with, and yeah, it only yeah. helps him recruit and everything like that? Who knows? I, I that I don't know, but bears out quite a bit of truth all these years mm. later. Of like, man, maybe it very well could have been the best basketball player even at that age, because uh, mm. he's just used to dealing with eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds that are still developing, and then here comes this dude that's pretty much fully formed. Uh, I think Jordan Jordan hunted down the fame. And fame for Tiger was an indirect result of his desire to be the greatest golfer on the planet. Whereas I think with Jordan, it was very much a focused. It's difficult because Tiger came after Jordan. So Jordan kind of trailblazed. Yeah, he had made the blueprint. Right. He essentially made it, as you said, like Magic and Bird were famous. Uh, Dr. J, they were all, they, they had shoes. Certainly had merchandise, yeah. But it was Jordan who went fucking global, man. Well, I mean, it's a, yeah, shoes, yeah. and then marketing campaign, and a clothing right. line with the shoes, and then Gatorade and McDonald's, and everybody yeah. came in and crafted this bullshit persona of a nice yeah. guy that just doesn't exist. All the you know, once you get yeah. read enough about the guy and see the documentaries, and be like, I'm sure he's nice to some people. Sure, Charles Oakley, maybe. Yeah, maybe just because Oak could take him. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's an overwhelming amount of evidence where this guy was just so competitive that it had to destroy countless relationships. Oh yeah. His life. I, I think if you're, I think if you're, if you hunt the fame down, you're more equipped to deal with it. I think if you're uh, sensitive about fame or sensitive kid going into fame, I think you're tailor made to get destroyed and uh, whatever. I think tiger now coming out of that documentary, he seems like a man who's been through hell and he's climbed out of it. Yeah. And he's very comfortable with who he is now. Well, and that was great to see at the dock. But I think to 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 some degree, Tiger was expecting fame of a golfer. And he got fame of Right. You know, not a golfer. That's for damn sure. I knew more about Tiger than I've known about any golfer ever mm-hmm. and probably ever will. Uh yeah. But he, I mean, he was flat out captivating to watch. I loved yeah. watching Tiger play. Me too, bud. And and you know, whenever Tiger plays, the ratings are almost double, sometimes uh, triple from what uh, that tournament was the year before. So he's still at this advanced age as a golfer. I say that not advanced stage as a human, but as a golfer, um, he still brings eyes to whatever tournament he's on if he's in it. Yeah, uh, you know. So, um, and Jordan, I mean, like, t- there's there's no one like Jordan. There never will be anyone like Jordan. He's just a uniquely 
driven human being to achieve the greatest and control his environment at the same time consistently. I mean, that documentary is great because you get full Jordan when he's looking at those videos and there's pictures. That bitch is petty till the day he dies. And it's like incredible. The fact of the matter is you don't even get full Jordan. That's Jordan thinking he's putting on relatively a good public face. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. It's probably worse. He's even yeah. more brutal behind the scenes, I bet. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. I can't best. even imagine reading the stories, and I've read just about every book on the you know Jordan era mm. bulls of him destroying his teammates and just like what was said when the reporters weren't around. Right. Or there wasn't somebody embedded with the team traveling around, which doesn't happen anymore. So you don't get those stories. Yeah. It's like, he was ruthless. Destroyed. He destroyed a couple of his team teammates confidence so much. that They kind of washed out. Jason Collins. Yeah, absolutely. Several. There was, uh, anyway. I, Um, I wonder though, Matt, if he hadn't had control of this documentary, which against Jordan, so he's going to have uber control. How much of the real Jordan would we have seen? The footage of the real Jordan at the practices and blah, 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 well, what have you. We I wouldn't wonder. have gotten more than likely Pippen and Phil Jackson and Dennis Rodman, and we wouldn't have gotten any of those guys because they all went to him and said, Jordan's in. Yeah. The producers did, and everyone went, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> so you could get it from reporters or whoever else is willing to speak, teammates, you know. Right. Randy Brown might sit down with you or something. And I'm not knocking right Randy Brown, but it's not Scotty. It's yeah. not Dennis. It's not anybody that people know up firsthand uh, or have a first name basis recognition with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I still need to see the tiger. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's good. It's good. It's four hours or uh, three hours and something. It's really fucking good. Um, all right. Well, thanks to Charles, Chaz Kim, as you said, for the question. Um, Lemke. Should we go to Lemke next, or should we yeah. skip him? Okay, let's let's do it. All right, fine. Chris Lemke. He said, "No time to waste on pleasantries. You've just stolen several millions of dollars from the bank. The cops are coming. Who is your getaway driver, and what movie car is he driving? Good luck, Lemke. Great question. Bye, uh, Matt. Who's your getaway driver, and what movie car is he driving? I mean, the first two that come to mind is." Baby Driver and Ryan Gosling. I can't think of somebody it's like that would fit the bill of this. Mm. And I love that seven several million dollars. You know how fucking heavy that would be. <laughs> how many bags of even the hundred dollar bills? It's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of cash. So we need a big car. Yeah. Uh, but you need something fast. Well, okay. So I'm gonna set it like in the Fast and the Furious world. There we go. Can, Defy physics, yeah, and then uh, take like a Brinks truck that can somehow hop other cars and yeah, make a turn going ninety five like on rails. That's that's what I'll do. I'll still take one of Baby Driver or Ryan Gosling okay. from Driver. All right, I think if we're dealing with the, the the somewhat believable real world of like Fast and Furious and Baby Driver and all that, I think I. So get I take, the fuck out of here. Baby Driver is uh, supposed to be real. <laughs> Fast and the Furious, they're fighting the submarines. It's fucking right. ridiculous. The Rock is hitting missiles with his hand. Yeah, they lasso helicopters in the offshoots. Like, this is the <laughs> right. same world. It's fucking utterly ridiculous. Uh, it's a great point you bring up, though, about how heavy millions of dollars would be. So then my uh, my idea is you want a light driver, but a heavy car. 
Sure. So <laughs> I guess I go Paul Walker. Okay. Uh, but in like one of those trucks from that the Rock drives in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, one of those massive Hummers, so you can throw everything in there. It can handle sure. the weight, but it's the kid driving. Now, if we're dealing with a fantastical world, then my answer is uh, the Blues Brothers. Because that car apparently could survive anything and outran well hundreds of Chicago cars, Chicago dude, police cars. So. If we're talking about a fantastical world, then I choose Optimus Prime. It's he's already a truck. <laughs> That's a good him. point. Should have been it's, my choice. We're talking about pure fantasy here, sure. Or the Millennium Falcon. This dude right here. That's who you're talking about. This truck right here, Optimus Prime. So yeah. How many Funko Pops you got? Uh, five. Five. I keep it chill. I keep it chill. But I you keep two. it in box because you of course. Wanna, I don't want to. Yeah. What? Keep the pristine value of something they made three billion units of? Yeah. Baze Malbus. There you go. I don't know who that is. I'm assuming it's a Star Wars character. Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One. The two dudes from Rogue One. The two. The guys. The two. Oh, okay. The, yeah, yeah. the heavy Gatlin gun. Yeah. He's the dude with the heavy Gatlin gun. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I have uh, Iron Man, Wolverine, and, and one more. I can't remember what the other one is, but yeah. But I, I don't, yeah, I keep them in the box. I'm not. I'm a man. I'm not going to play with them. Yeah, you know, I'm just put put them up there to have them. No offense to anyone listening who is above age and wants to play with their toys or figures. I just leave them there. So uh, there you go. All right. <laughs> I have one that was uh, sent to us by a fan. So thank oh you yeah. Very much. Uh, right, right. But it's the only one I have. I mean, I've seen some of them like, oh, that's cool, but I just don't. I don't need it, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've gotten <sighs> so far down the wormhole of doing characters yeah. that you can pretty much throw a dart. Like there's a white men can't jump coming out. Mm. I said, really? Yeah. With both like, Sid, Sydney and uh, what's his face? Yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. And just like, Oh, that's fun. I don't need that, but that's mm. fun. Um, yeah. I can't remember how, maybe it was on Twitter and I saw Funko pop and they're like, here comes our, you know, like uh, MCU announcing their coming slate. They did the same thing. I'm sure there are people just, you know, jazzed about that. Is it Sydney Dean and Billy Hoyle? Is that the names? Correct. Nice. Still Billy Hoyle there. and Sydney Dean. Still in there. We go with Sizzler. <laughs> so, a movie that Stanley Kubrick said was uh, fantastic. <laughs> it's the God's honest truth. He loved it. And he watched it a bunch of times right before he died. And he thought it was pretty perfect. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. That's like, of I all agree. the films. <laughs> exactly. Of all the films. Something I saw in theaters like three times, four times. I took a date with you. And by date, I mean, I was in seventh grade and I took a girl to the movies. Right. Sixth right. grade, whatever, whatever year that was. Chaperone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I put on my best silk button up short sleeve shirt. You know what I mean? Did you have that face? Oh, silk. Uh, no, oh, I don't so think I'm through silk. Oh, there was like a two year time where that was the choice. Like you want to look good for the ladies yeah. type of thing. You put on this silk. Oh, and they were block colored, like standards, you know, black or whatever, or they had like patterns type of thing. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a Bahama shirt and silk, but still, there was some sort of pattern. I don't remember. I think rugby shirts I was into in the 80s when those things coming out of places like, what was the name of that store in, in Virginia? I forget the name of that store. It started with a B. Hot Topic? No, it was not Hot Topic. <laughs> Here comes John and his goth polo. Hey, what's Collar up, everybody? Popped. Hey. <laughs> Anybody else's mom mean to them too? <laughs> Black fingernail <laughs> polish. Uh, no, not me. Not me. <laughs> no, me either. 
I was friends with some kids like that. Uh, oh, totally. Totally, man. Yeah, I never got into it. It's just like, all right, well, enjoy your Doc Martin boots. I hooked up with a girl uh, in all through high school who was a goth girl. Like, we hooked up all four years. I was there. And, I, dude, Tubby, bowl haircut, Roca in the first couple of years of high school, was getting his ass kicked all the time. And slightly better shape, better haircut, Roca, who would still wear, like, polo shirts and, like, kind of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, this goth girl, for whatever reason, she had a thing. I had a thing for her, and it was that uh, tasting of the other side. She kind of looked like sure. Stephanie Beatrice does in uh, in Brooklyn Nine Nine. She was just same same body shape, really thin, but she had the big black hair, and she was olive skinned. And we were just like, I remember us making out in the library one time, a public library in the town. Um, just randomly, just totally randomly ran into each other there and just kind of made out in the foot. So it was just like really weird. Uh, but yeah, I never was into it though. I never like, you know, showed up at goth concerts or, you know, went to go no. see the Smiths or any kind of shit like that. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, I never. The 930 Club. Uh, not, yeah, not my company. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. If that's what yeah. you're into. I don't really give a shit. Right, right. No judgment. No judgment. Yeah. It's like, wh- yeah. whatever, you know. I'm trying to figure out with all the raging hormones that are going on inside of me what in the world I'm doing too. So yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that's our answers to that one. Thanks, Chris. What's the next one, man? All right. Our next one comes from uh, old Robert, the man from down under. Hello. It says, hi, John and Matt. I've got a few food related questions for you both. Ooh, okay. Is there a single type of food that you could have, you could or have had in the past for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Mm. For me, it has always been pizza. Ever since I was a little kid, I have always loved pizza and would usually look forward to leftovers the next morning. Sadly, not much has changed in 30 odd years. <laughs> Number two, what is your go-to pizza? Also, what toppings can you not get your head around? It is interesting as toppings and pizza style can vary from country to country. Being Australian with Italian parents, my go-to is what's called a capricosa, mm. consisting of sauce, cheese, ham, mushrooms, uh, olives, and most importantly, anchovies and a generous amount of anchovies. I am also partial to a pizza called the Hawaiian, consisting of sauce, cheese, ham, and pineapple that is popular in Australia, but there are many people who believe pineapple does not belong on pizza. I don't know why, but it just works for me. Personally, I don't understand how people put either an egg, chicken, or barbecue sauce on pizza. Hopefully, this brings up some new talking points on the podcast for you both, and thanks for the endless content you both provide us all. Regards, Robert Surace. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. What's a single type of food that you can have? Certainly, pizzas. Pizza's probably been that for sure. Um, I have had pancakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner too. Okay. Uh, so I I would throw that in the mix. Um, as well, and uh, steak. I've had steak for breakfast, lunch, and dinner before. Um, uh, yeah, because I mean I've had. Steak and eggs in the morning. I've done a chipotle burrito that's steak in the afternoon for lunch, and then maybe steak and rice um, at night. So I have done those in my life. What about you? Um, well, I guess for any th- three, the easiest for me would be some sort of breakfast configuration of like bacon and eggs in the morning. Like I can do, mm. I can do bacon and eggs and potatoes, all three meals. I have zero problem with that. Breakfast mm. is my favorite. Uh, Pizza, I just can't. 
anything that's too heavy and somehow I convince myself that bacon, eggs, and potatoes aren't heavy. I don't know why <laughs> my brain works like that. But pizza to me is too heavy, so I can't do three meals because I'll feel bad at the end of the night. Right. That's understandable. Uh, I'm sure that I could, you know, I have right. a problem with it. But actually having done like breakfast, any kind of breakfast concoction, I'm more than happy to have breakfast any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was the one after that? All right. So for pizza, what do you have a go to? And is there a well, topic you can't get your head around? Yeah, the, everything he mentioned, I can't get my head around. Anchovies, I don't understand putting anchovies on a pizza. That's just beyond the pale for me. And pineapple. I don't understand how people have Hawaiian pizzas. I do not agree with a pineapple on a pizza that is a citrus combined with an acidic. Uh, have you had it? Yes. And it's terrible. It's uh, terrible. I've had it and it's been excellent. Ugh, you're insane. Um when I was in Britain studying back in 98 with Florida State, I remember I went to a pizza hut and they had buffets at a at that pizza hut. So you could pay sure. like, you know, a certain amount. I've been to a pizza hut like that. Right. And the Supreme they had, though, had corn in it. That's another thing I don't understand. How can you put corn on pizza? That's just that's a stew at that point. So I, you're fucking with my head about yeah. what I can expect. So. Um, but the, my go-to pizza nowadays is, uh, sorry, Robert, it is chicken, uh, meatball and black olives. That combo works really well for me. Um, that is an interesting combo. That's, I like it cause it's got the saltiness in the meatball. It's got somewhat of the healthiness in the chicken. And then the black olive kind of gives it a little bit extra of a mm-hmm. different salty flavor to it as well. And I usually get extra sauce. I usually get extra sauce as well. I like extra sauce. Okay. Uh, but that's my go-to. It used to be uh, the Supreme or the Meat Lovers, but you know, it's, I'm going to die if I keep going down that route. So when yeah, I those do are have, delicious. they are. It's yeah. rare to find a pizza that I don't. I don't like a white sauce. Yeah, I don't like white sauce either. I'm Just because it's like, hey, you know that thing that already has cheese and meat, and it's fucking terrible for you. What if we put Alfredo <laughs> sauce on? You're like, fucking Christ, guys! And then we stuff the crust. You're like Jesus. Oh. That's too much. The stuffed crust, I can't do the stuffed crust. It's It's too much. There's already pizza. There's already cheese on it. There's already cheese on it. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I don't mind an anchovy. It's fine. Mm. It's not my favorite, but it's fine. Uh, I don't like chicken on pizza. Wow. Really? It's just too bland. It's like, like, basically, I'm already being gluttonous when I have pizza. So Mm -hmm. why am I trying to convince myself of having the health? Although I do like a veggie pizza when it's done right. Uh, mm, but to me, okay. if I can have meat, I want pepperoni. I want sausage. Right. Like fair. Give me stuff that I don't have mm-hmm. every day type of thing. And just, I, I'm going to be a glutton. Then let me enjoy <laughs> the gluttony. Uh, but yeah, my favorite pizza right now is a veggie pizza that, that Catherine makes. That's oh, off wow. menu, but it's really nice. good. It's fucking artichoke hearts and uh, nutmeg. Nutmeg is the secret. Oh, wow. But it adds just this nice little complexity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you like the double sauce? You like it extra saucy? Yeah, I like the extra sauce. I don't like extra cheese, but I like extra sauce. Um, and that covers what you're talking about, the chicken. It's essentially kind of mixed in. So I don't taste the blandness of the chicken. I actually think the chicken mm-hmm. is accentuated by having the sauce be a part of it, uh, along with the uh, the meatball and the and the black olives. I mean, when I when I go to blaze i'll do uh spin it i'll do uh chicken meatball ham and then green peppers spinach mushrooms black olives that's my combo 
when I go to Blaze. But Pizza Hut, because the pizza's already so damn heavy and fattening, because I like to get pan. I don't like to get fat. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck That's that. If I you're go. going to Pizza Hut, you want that buttery, yeah. just deliciousness. Yeah. Pizza Hut. Yeah. It's, I can still taste I can taste that fucking crust right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. What about a, a buffalo chicken pizza? Nope. Can't Me either. I don't understand why people love it. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. And I don't like the barbecue sauce on the pizza. Me either. either. I'm not a barbecue chicken pizza fan. I don't yeah. fucking get it. Uh, that's that's the only choice. I can't do it. And if you throw onions on it, fuck off. I can't do it either. Oh, no. I love onions. Give it to me. How are we doing it? I, straight just uh, red so they've got a nice pop to them or do caramelized white. Uh, mm. That's delicious. Uh, yeah, no, I love, I love onions. All right. Fair enough. That's the best. There's, it's rare when there's any kind of topping that I'm not willing to try and enjoy, but like barbecue, I don't know. It's just the sweet with all of it. Doesn't really work for me. Agreed. Yeah. I think the pineapple though, if you get roasted pineapple and put it on there, it adds, cause it's not like the super sweet of just pure sugar and a barbecue sauce, molasses mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck that is. Right. But it blends really well, but I've only had it like a handful of times. It's not like if it was on the menu. Yeah. But this was at a, we have seven varieties and be like, oh, I'll try a slice of that. Yeah. yeah. Like if you go into a party or something and they order a bunch of different varieties. Uh, but yeah, I think there's, I don't know that there's any, I mean, have you ever had a bad slice? Even if you didn't like the pizza, but you're like, this is dog shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Hawaiian, okay. I really did. I, I, listen, I had one bite. Uh, absolutely hated it and then threw out the rest of the piece um, and you know because uh, someone had got it for me mm. uh, wanting me to try it and I was just like yeah I, I tried it, it was, this is terrible it doesn't make any sense to me um, I, I, the anchovy thing, I just don't like fish on anything okay. uh, unless I'm getting it as a separate dish right like salmon or something like that or even like fish and chips, you know, that's fine with me. But like, I, I don't want it on. I mean, I brought, I yeah. brought it up to you in the past, but one of the best pizzas I've ever had was an octopus pizza. And yeah. Was, I'd like to try that. Where'd you get that at? That was when we went over to do the live show. And oh. uh, when we went down to Spain, got it in Madrid. Oh, nice. But it was fucking, but it was also, I think that they used a stick of butter oh, on top, right. you know, cause you do drawn butter with lobster and stuff like that. So with mm-hmm. octopus, I've never done drawn butter, but there was like, they made the pizza and then there was, it was, mm-hmm. there was so much fucking butter that's kind of impossible to not be good. Yeah. At that point, but it was delicious. Lobster pizza is curious. I would have, yeah. I've never had I, that, but I would eat that. I would try lobster pizza. I'd try shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't want like a white fish, like halibut, and be like, I don't know. That's not really, although halibut's got a nice little fat to it. So that could work. But salmon Let's, would probably be gross. Salmon would be gross. Like scallops. You wouldn't really, it wouldn't, there would be no difference to the pizza, right? I mean, like scallops, unless you season scallops, it's not going to have that much of a flavor to it. Yeah. And you have to cut them down. Yes. And they'd be, yeah. 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 I don't know about that one or tuna. No, thank you. Is there a meat aside from fish? Is there a meat that you would never have on a pizza other than chicken, I guess? I mean, I'll have chicken. It just, I would rather have, uh, I can't think of one. Do you have one preloaded? What's the, um, oh, salami. I wouldn't put salami on a pizza. Uh, I've had salami on pizza. Good. I've had brisket on pizza. I've had. Brisket is interesting. I uh, I pulled pork. Uh, Yeah, cool with that. Yeah, I've had 
a, a decent amount. I can't think of a specific because what meat don't you like? And basically just put that on a pizza. I guess that's what it's like. The more of the saltier meats don't really grab my interest in terms of putting it on a pizza. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, what's the other one that comes with like when you get wine and you get that kind of meat with the plate? What's that plate you get with the the charcuterie plate? Oh, charcuterie plate. Yeah, whatever that meat is that comes on it. Well, it'll be it'll be something like salami or pepperoni. It'll be a cured yeah. meat of some kind. Yeah. But those are once they cook up, all that fat and salt blends into the pizza, so it should be pretty good. It should be okay. salami, basically, just be like a different version of pepperoni. Fair. Well, I do like pepperoni. What, I do like pepperoni. Pizza. What's your choice? Pepperoni or sausage? You can only have one. Oh, shit. That's it's a no brainer to me. Ah, uh, that is tough. That is tough. That is tough. God damn it. That's tough. You answer. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking. You answer. Oh, yeah. While I love the texture and the meatiness that you get with sausage, the flavor explosion with pepperoni destroys it. So pepperoni is my choice. Just And you get like the cupping pepperoni. And it's got even, it holds the grease in it as it cups. And it just, boom, it just, the taste is off the charts compared to sausage is good. Yeah. And sometimes can be really good, but there are times when pepperoni is excellent. I got to say, I think I have to agree with you on that. I don't know if I've ever eaten a pepperoni pizza that wasn't good. Even like from the fucking bowling Even dog shit. It's still, yeah. it's still it's all right. It's still good. It's still, yeah. can, you can still enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas with sausage, yeah, it's not it always varies. the case. It depends yeah. on what sausage you put on it. Exactly. Whereas straight up pepperoni, this is the way to go. Yeah. yeah. I don't, like there's a reason Costco only has supreme pepperoni and cheese. There's always well, a reason. I'm sure you, like I, I've had sausage pizza where i could hardly tell that there's sausage on it and even yes. the shittiest pepperoni it's impossible not to taste the pepperoni yeah that saltiness comes through yeah exactly sure. i even get it from trader joe's so i get that pepperoni pizza at trader joe's it's done in 25 minutes ready to eat and it's fucking excellent so, i have not had that but perhaps i will it's easy cook it's an easy cook um all right uh i guess that's it thanks robert appreciate the question um we agree with you on barbecue. I don't, I've never put egg on a pizza, so I don't know. I have, that it's good. Would be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crack All an right. egg like they do it. And right, it's tough to get it because I, I like my eggs sunny side up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you get that yolk. Ooh, uh, so if they do it right, yeah. And then you cut the yolk and it spreads out over the whole, you know, slice or two slices or whatever. And it's fucking, but that's only if you like egg yolks. If you don't, I'm sure yeah. it's gross as hell to you. That's a great uh, thing on a burger. Fucking love egg oh, on yeah. a burger. Oh, fried Excellent. egg and then you bite mm. into it and it just all oh, the delicious mm-hmm. yolk uh soaked right into it absolutely yeah it's so good <laughs> well once i started eating my eggs like that i couldn't believe you know i was 18 or 19 or something trying yeah. that because i always had omelets oh right uh, yeah, yeah i still like an omelet but i will sunny side up is the way to go mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. i've started doing hash now steak hash for okay. breakfast when we go out somewhere and the medium doing a medium sunny side up perfect just drips all over it it's fantastic like yep. it's a great new discovery in my breakfast eating so yeah uh anyway all right thanks robert thanks to everybody who sent in a question uh we appreciate it we'll get to more of them on the next episode of topic thunder but uh, thanks to all of you who are patrons uh and have sent in stuff and had heard the call that mm-hmm. we need more comments more questions more thoughts so please keep sending them in. You're a patron. It's one of the perks you get, and we get to all of them. We rarely skip a question, so please send them all in. 
Uh, yeah, I think the only ones we've ever skipped are when people have suggestions for show ideas or other things that are not related specifically to this. So I don't think we've yeah. ever skipped a specific question, except, well, maybe Limke's downer one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we were already having a bad time and it was yeah. like, hey, you know. True. Very uh, true. But anyway, yeah, we always get to it. And then if you're a patron and you're listening to this and you you are, are a member at $10 and up, we are doing our live show right now. Yeah. So if you're listening to this in the morning, it's happening at, at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So noon Pacific Standard Time. So 3 p.m. Uh, on the East Coast, uh, 8 p.m. across the pond. Like, Join us over there if you are a patron. We're looking forward to that. And hopefully that becomes a recurring uh, show. We're thinking about doing that potentially twice a month going mm-hmm. forward. So mm-hmm. uh, join us. There's a link up on uh, Patreon that only you can see. And head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 if you want to be a part of this show or see us doing the show uh, live uh, in the future. Yeah, definitely. Do all of that. Do all of that. Uh, you can follow Matt at Matt Most. Follow me at The Roca Says. And uh, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel well, as well. If you haven't, as Matt said, we're going to be going live. So why not be a subscriber as well? Uh, and be a part of it even more so uh, when you become a patron, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We're out of here. Take care of yourselves, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Ooh.